These are my people This is my land This is what we pray for And this is God's plan Welcome to Southern Public Podcast. This is our uh, first installment of Women in the Outdoors. So we decided we would we would dedicate five or six episodes just to the women that get out there and get after it. Right. And our first guest is Caitlin Armstrong. Man, Welcome. don't you feel lucky? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you say? I said, don't you feel lucky? You're the first oh, one. Right. <laughs> hey, I feel lucky every day I get to do this. Yeah, so. fair enough. Fair enough. So do you have a, a real job, like a full-time job? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm actually a nail technician. Uh, and okay. up until a week ago, I also nannied and was a bartender. I'm, I, I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair and I enough. actually just quit two of them for the season coming up. Um, to put more time and effort into this because now it's at that point where I can stop doing my day job and start yeah. doing this a little more. So that's exciting. Have that's you got awesome. a Have you got a target buck yet? I do not. Um, most of the places that I hunt, they don't really start to show up until October. So. Well, since you messed up that first time, should we go ahead and let her start over again? Yes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You want to go ahead and tell us all about yourself again? So the rest of the world can know? But first, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. Yeah. I'm Jamie. I'm Doug. <laughs> I'm Shane. <laughs> nice to meet you again. I don't remember your name now. <laughs> Maybe. So, all, right. all right. So, yeah. So, how did you get started when the whole deal? Well, okay, so how did I get started, like, filming and hunting and all and all of that? Yeah, yeah um, you just kind of, the whole, again, you know, where, how'd you get into hunting and, and get that passion for it? Sure, so I started hunting when I was a kid. Um, my dad got me out there. I killed my first deer uh, when I was 12, my second at 14. It was a, it was a decent buck um, and uh, grew. So I was born in Ohio raised in new hampshire and that's where i killed my first two deer was in new hampshire um my dad only had one day a week off from work um so we gun hunted and uh, he didn't really have time to teach me how to use a bow or anything and i was grateful for the time that i did get to spend with him in the woods um and after i got my second deer he was like all right you're serious about this um let me take you out of state with me because he always traveled to Ohio to hunt with cousins and uncles and everything. Um, so all throughout high school, that's where we went, um, is to Ohio for gun season. And, um, that really got me the passion for it. Um, just spending time with family and friends, making memories in the woods, you know, up early in the morning, out late till evening. Uh, again, with him only having one day off, it was like, okay, you know where to shoot a deer, you know how to use a gun, here's your tree, I'll get you at dark, the deer come from over there and over there. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was fun, but there wasn't, um, all, there was a lot of learning to be held outside of the, the time that he was able to give me. 
Um, so when I turned, I think it was like 26, um, I moved to Ohio myself and decided that I wanted to teach myself how to bow hunt because hunting only one week out of the year was just not enough for me. Um, for those who don't know, in Ohio, gun season's really only one week. And um, there's like a couple of days here and there after that, but it's mainly just one week. So I, uh, I picked up a crossbow because I figured that was a decent transition to learn how to the difference at shooting a deer between a bullet and an arrow. And uh, I was successful with the crossbow for two years in a row, killed quite a few deer with it. Um, it was a really old crossbow, really didn't shoot past 35 yards, super old. <laughs> I got it from my grandfather, actually. And uh, then once I did that, uh, COVID hit. I bought myself a bow. Um, and I taught myself how to hunt on public land with the bow and picked up a camera at the same time. And was just like, screw it. I've lost all my jobs because of COVID. I'm going to go for all three. And um, I actually made a joke about uh, filming like my first YouTube video. Like I remember driving down the highway to go to uh, my scout, like a hunting spot. And I was like, hi guys, I'm a YouTuber now, I guess, because the Corona apocalypse. <laughs> and it's like the very first video I ever put on YouTube. And it did kind of decent for me not having any subscribers whatsoever. So um, I just kept doing it and doing it. And I would forget about it for a little while and pick it up again. And, um, then I downloaded TikTok and I had a lot more success with getting views and stuff on TikTok. So between TikTok and YouTube, I just kept filming. And, yeah, you are um, all over TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's like I already know who you are because I've seen you so many times. <laughs> no, that's awesome. A little bit of an unfair advantage, I think, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're shooting a Matthews bow now, right? Yeah, so I'm shooting a Matthew, Matthew's <coughs> image now. Um, uh, last year, I shot my deer with a Matthew's Prima, and this year, I got the new image. Yeah, I think we're all, well, uh-uh. you're the only one not I'm shooting a Matthew's, one. shooting a bear, brand yeah. new bear. Brand new bear, just table. got it. Yeah. Just got it yesterday. Yeah, we, myself, <laughs> Doug, and, and uh, Dwayne, Dwayne all shoot Matthew's. Yep. I've got what's considered an old bow, the Triax. Yep. Before that, it was the switchback I shot for like 12, I shot, I shot years. A, I shot a switchback for quite a few years. Yeah, you can't beat them like a Matthews. I just not in the fanboy face. So I, I know <laughs> your I know your answer to this already, but do you find? Well, I don't. I don't guess you can compare it because you've never been a guy. But <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you find that since you jumped into the social media side of it, it's harder? Um, harder in what sense? Because I could answer that immediately, like five different ways. <laughs> well, and so I guess the you do not have to be politically correct with me about it. Oh, way. don't don't worry about <laughs> it. I won't. Like. It is, is I guess more so at the bashing, you know, the, so one of the things that when we decided we were going to do this, because there's all kinds of women on Instagram and TikTok that are hunters, you know, but there's not a bunch of them out there that actually get after it. 
So do you catch a lot of flack for being a girl and putting your hunting stuff on social media? Like people not taking her serious. Right. Like you're just doing it. What's that, that hunting show or that, I don't even call it a hunting show for likes, likes or love. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've gotten asked that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm I'm gonna give you a little bit of crap for a second because just because I think it's funny that as a female I'm I'm the only one that that were as a female I'm the only one that gets asked the question of like oh you actually hunt and like nobody ever asks guys like oh wow you actually hunt or like thanks for right. actually hunting. I get thanked all the time for actually hunting, and um, I get it. I, t- I totally get why that's a why that's a phrase. Um, and yeah, I I have to fight to beat that stigma all the time, um, which is why I'm very cautious about what content I put out there. Um, and the thing is, is I I've always known from the beginning when I started doing this is that um, I I wanted to do it long term, and I want to work with companies and sell product and you know for lack of a better word make it in the industry and the truth of the matter is is no since it's 99.9 percent males you know in the in the industry um no male is going to take you seriously for selling a product that's going to help or improve uh, their hunting if you're not out there doing it yourself um i i tell people all the time like well, yeah, like guy, you can you can get hired as a chick to sell beer because you know girls in a bikini will sell a beer, but a girl in a bu- a girl in a bikini is not going to sell a bow, not going to sell a saddle, not. Oh, I bought a release. Not going to have any. I bought a release because there was a girl in the magazine that was had a bikini. I'm oh joking. yeah, said <laughs> <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> not when it comes to hunting, you take that too seriously, or at least most people do. So. Um, and I and I just absolutely love education because, like I said before, I really didn't know how to hunt, even though I've been hunting my whole life. I I mean, other than finding tracks and knowing that hey, a deer has been in this spot before, I didn't really know the logistics of how like, to put together a good plan to hunt. And I learned it all from YouTube. So and just good woodsmanship. I to contribute to that. Just good mm-hmm. good woodsmanship. Woodswomanship. Yeah. Woodsmanship. <laughs> what's, what's the right I thing? I call it woodsmanship. <laughs> right. I just say woodsman outdoorsman, like whatever. But yeah, that's <laughs> you know. And that was that was kind of the purpose of this session, that that series that we're we're doing. Um, for one, I don't. There's not a lot of women out there that are getting any attention as far as podcasts go. You know that kind of thing. It's not like. You know, it's the Jake Bushes and, you know, those guys that well, and that get the attention. You know, most of the podcasts that we've listened to or guys that we know, it's it's the same guys on every podcast asking the same questions. Yep. You know, and it's they just regurgitating the same thing they've said a million times and you kind of lose interest. So we thought it'd be cool to talk to somebody different. Oh, yeah. Get a different perspective of it. Right, right. Thanks. Well, I appreciate and that. It, and, and I can, appreciate the platform, you know, doing something different. Yep. And it could possibly, you know, encourage more women to get out and, and actually do it. Well, I mean, yeah. how many other women have an article in the New York Post? 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're famous. Yeah, that was so interesting. That was, and it originally, I ri- actually the New York Post is the only one that actually did a good cover on me. Um, I originally gave that interview to uh, a news reporter um, in uh, not New England. That's where I grew up in England, um, and then they must have as a news station sold it to a bunch of other news stations and every single one of them completely misquoted me to like the highest extent except for new york post new york post actually did a good cover on me Hmm. and all the other ones were complete trash like they even said like things like oh i've killed like 600 plus deer this year (laughs) that's not even legal like And three or over a hundred years, I think awesome. it said. Like and my actual the actual thing I said, which is in New York Post, is that I've seen over a hundred deer this year, yet choose to only harvest one. And all the other ones were like, I killed a hundred deer this year. And three T Rexes and uh, a dinosaur. <laughs> right. Seriously. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and, you know, in today's world of social media, like at least you have the ability to put out your truth, you know. You're not relying on someone yeah. else to tell your story. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. And that's, I think that's why, like, I'm not worried about it. You know, there's a lot of haters out there that will say things or accuse me of things. And I'm like, well, clearly you guys have never watched my content because <laughs> even if you even took five seconds to go look, you would see that that was not true. So there's right. a lot of things that you can fake on the internet, but then there's a lot of things that, like, you can't fake in a way. And I mean, I feel like, I'm pretty consistent with the content I put, I put out or at least try to be. Well, if anybody actually dug in and like followed your YouTube videos, they would know that you're, you're doing the work yourself. I mean, you're getting out there, you're doing your own hangs, you know, or presets. And then you moved into, got into saddle hunting and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of dove into that rabbit hole and it's that you can't fake it. You can't fake that. Yeah. Thanks. So you really watched all like looked at my content even from years ago on YouTube. I want to say thank you for that. Like, thanks for actually looking into the history of what I did when I first started. Because a lot of people just some people that have done interviews with me before didn't even know I had a YouTube. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No, I actually I actually was watching your stuff before we ever did the podcast. Yeah. Like before we started this podcast. So well, then we jumped in heavy with saddle hunting. I don't know if you know our history and kind of how this all happened when you talked to, you talked to these guys, right? Yeah. 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 But we didn't dive into that. So we started the podcast. It was Doug and I initially, and he's like, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Look, why not? Let's do it. (laughs) And then the flow Bama, these guys. Yeah. We were flow Bama and um, which all we did was post just basically hunting pictures and, Stuff like that that we took while we were in the woods, and then we jumped on board with yeah. So with we these guys, which we've known these guys forever anyway. So yeah, or well, I haven't known you. Well, probably. other than you, <laughs> but so we Doug was the first one to get into saddle hunting, and uh, the first year he did it, like he was sitting at the tailgate after morning hunt. He's like, just try it. And I'm like, that's crazy as hell. I'm not getting in that fucking thing. <laughs> He's like, so it's a death trap. Gradually, <laughs> gradually, you know, a foot off the ground and then a stick high. And, and by the next season, I had my own setup. Yep. 
Everybody and, did. Yeah, everybody. Everybody did. had their so own. I, I got mine. You got yours, Dwayne, and then Joel. So we were with the podcast. We've been doing it all, not very often, not very much. We were like a year six into months, it. A year into it, and <clears throat> we're like, well, let's. You can't just go try on a saddle. So let's have a get together with our local hunters where we live, and let them try ours. Just give them a chance to try one on. You know, we're going to cook some hot dogs and hamburgers, drink some beer, hang out. And then all of a sudden, we have all these companies that found out about it, and we have 30-plus saddles from what, 15, 17 different 17 companies. different companies. Yeah. So now we started doing That's events awesome. where we're just – anybody can come try one on, see what they like, try, you know, all of them on, everyone. So it's, it's turned into quite the ordeal where now we've kind of gotten – in the mix with the whole mobile hunting community and all the guys doing their stuff, all these other companies. So it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. But definitely the best way for anybody to consider saddle hunting that has not in the past is just to get in one. I mean, that's the, I just worked a convention where I was working um, a booth for a saddle company and um, you know, my job was to sell saddles and almost every person that walked past the booth, I would say probably like 70% of the people didn't even know what a saddle was right. in, in that particular state I was in. And, you know, that's where doing demos and stuff is really handy. And it's just like, hey, come on. If anything, you can say you tried it. Like, just give it a go. And a lot of people sit in it and they're completely shocked at how comfortable it is. And then you start explaining to them, like, the benefits of it. You know, like, imagine doing this. What if the deer's over here? Here, keep you the tree between you and the deer to stay hidden. And they're sitting in it and they're thinking about what you're saying. And then it's like, it just clicks. Yeah. Light bulbs start going off. Yeah, we, we've, mm. we've said that over and over that we should at every one. So we, we put a platform on a tree, you know, so it's not on a pole. It's on a tree. We put a tether. Let them grab their saddle. But, but we've always said we need a GoPro on the tree facing them so that that first time that they lean back and put all their weight into the saddle and they realize, oh, shit. This is awesome. And you can see the expression on their face. They give you that look like, ah. But then, right. and, and we also tell them, you know, you're, you're not you're not hunting a tree anymore. You're actually hunting deer now. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, so you, uh, you met Weston at that event with yeah, Trophy Line. Yeah, I did, I did, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure I, I, good guy. Good guy. Trophy Line's a good company. Yeah. I talked to him on uh, the Monday after that. And, uh, and we were just talking about the show and all that. And uh, and I, I want to say that you were actually helping somebody that had a Venatic on. Did y'all share polls? Uh, uh, yeah, we, we share like we share the same tree. Yeah. As, uh, so I was with the, I was working the booth for a company called Buzzard Bruce. And yeah, we know Benny. Yeah. Benny really, really, really <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Benny like, was at our first event. Yeah, he's like a, he's a really good friend. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. And and I'm sorry. What was your question? <laughs> when she met what? I, I don't know. Was you it were, a question? You, were go, you said, "Did you didn't you guys share a tree? Like you were helping someone with the fanatic?" Yeah, you I really, was just making a statement. Yeah, gotcha. that 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 oh. y'all were set up all right there together. Yeah, yeah and he yeah, talked highly of you. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. They they treated us really good. Like I, I really like how 
we were, you know, in, in, a, in a certain setting, the saddle companies can be competitors because they're selling the same product. But between us and the booths, like we were all friends. We hung out together every night. We ate dinner together, you know, um, between our booth and theirs. They helped us out when it was like raining and like the storm was coming in and we had to like put all our gear somewhere, you know. I just love how um, instead of looking at each other like competitors, uh, we work together and uh, it, it made it a really nice, friendly environment. Yeah. And those those three companies. So uh, Huntlight was there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Huntlight, you know, he he's he's very new to the to the saddle world. He just released his uh, saddle just over a year ago. It was actually at the Mobile Hunter Expo in uh, <clears throat> the first one, the very first one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Benny, like Benny, will be the first person to tell you, like my saddle's not for everybody, and and he, so he comes, him or Anthony come to just about every one of our events, and they'll get out there, and I mean, they'll pull a custom gear modification saddle off the board and put people in them, you know. They want them to try all the saddles out, you know. So <clears throat> it is a, it is a, a tight knit community um, within the industry. Um, I mean, there are a few, as in all company or all businesses, I guess you could say that there are some out there that just kind of they're kind of standoffish. Don't, but <laughs> don't play the game well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yep. Well, yeah. that was when we went hey, to I the, kept that, the first. I kept that very tame. You did. Yeah. Good job, Doug. <laughs> Proud of you, Doug. Very Nobody, well spoken. Nobody's going to get pissed off at Southern Public Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, yet. you know, the first mobile hunting expo we went to in, was it Hillsboro? Winchester. No, Winchester. Winchester, Winchester, Ohio. Um, and that was that, that vibe you got where everybody was just, it was just cool. Everybody was talking hunting stories and sharing each other's products and companies collaborating and it was really it was a good deal it was awesome so welcome to that family yeah yeah thanks it's it's a good family to be a part of right (laughs) Um, right so i'm gonna put you on the spot and i'm gonna ask you what saddle are you hunting out of that part is completely undecided at the moment. <laughs> um, so, like you guys, I have a whole bunch of saddles, um, and I've been working with and talking with companies. And um, I want to go with a saddle that I think is going to best work out for me long term and um, long hours. And uh, I've I've tried. I think I can officially say I've tried every saddle on the market that is in bigger retail stores mm-hmm. um uh as many as i can think of anyway i've tried other than uh super, like much smaller companies but i've tried i tried all the competitive ones out there and um i think there are three like main components that make up a good saddle and i think if <clears throat> said company has all three components then like all the saddles can be good you know um I don't think I've really tried a saddle that I've hated, except for maybe the first saddle I ever owned that I bought, purchased myself. That one I didn't really like. Still would have worked, but I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out what's which one I'm going to be repping all year long. So we'll yeah, I see. guess with, I've been, I've, with with what huh? you're with social media and what you're doing and and YouTube, I'm sure you 
you need to be in something that you trust and and feel good about putting out there because people are going to hold you accountable for whatever it is you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for a long time, I was thinking about having the idea of like just using different saddles all year, all season long and just keep trying out different ones and process of elimination. And then I was like, you know, that's a little bit too stressful for me for, I mean, I, I, I sit in a saddle like five days a week, a lot of times. And, uh, I need something that needs to be consistent because I'm like, I'm not going to pack up a saddle ready to go and film and then come home and then switch all that gear into another saddle like that. I'm going to end up forgetting stuff. So uh, I do want to end up going with one setup. That's my favorite. And um, all summer long, I spent many hours in all the saddles and did videos on all of them. So it's coming down to crunch time at the moment. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. It's in when you find the right one, it's like putting on a good hat. Like you're like, this one just fits right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think there's like three top ones that I could hunt out of any one of them, and it there would just be minuscule differences. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like a two panel or a single panel? You're gonna make her give it away now. Well, (laughs) I'll say this: I need back support so whether that comes from a two panel that i can move it up into back support or whether it comes from a single panel with a separate back support strap as long as i have that back support as an option then Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter well let me tell you if you get into a single panel look into the amstill guy back band that he he just released it is it just about makes every single panel into a two panel saddle yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's sweet. It's really nice. Well, I'll have to check that and out. That was what, like that's 49 bucks? Yeah, I think Something that's like. what you said. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, and it's basically like if you were to take a, a Latitude Method 2 and lay his back band out over top of the Method 2 top part, it's almost mm-hmm. I- identical. Okay, gotcha. Hopefully now he doesn't get a ceased and desist. Yeah, no. Way to go, go, Doug. No, Alex, not that way. (laughs) (laughs) Only other companies. All right. Yeah. All right. That dude. Right. Those dudes. Yeah, easy, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't have any sponsors yet. (laughs) We do? Hey, you do. do. It's a very small uh, world. (laughs) Right. Now we got what we have is too many sponsors because we like them all. Yeah, but <laughs> and it makes it hard. Right. It does, but we we we've, yeah. we've teamed up with with Trophy Line, so and, those and are our red, guys. Yeah, and Redline. Yeah, and, yep, Redline. They're good. Well, They're since this since guys. this is a hunting podcast, are you? Where do you got for this year? Like, are you hunting public land? Are you hunting near where you live? Are you traveling? What are you doing? When when can we yes, expect so to see? All three. When can we expect to see the first deer on TikTok? Oh, well, never because you're not allowed to TikTok. put deer on TikTok that are unalive. What? <laughs> so let's just catch one. And, <laughs> and go catching yeah, deer. Yeah, for real. Like maybe, maybe we'd actually be catching deer. <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, I'm planning my first hunting trip for September 2nd. I'm going to be going to Kentucky, and I hope to have my success at getting not only my first out-of-state deer, but I'd really like to get a deer in velvet. Um, if I can't get one in velvet, then 
I still have the goal of getting my first out of state buck ever. Yep. So, um, and I don't, I say ever, but because I grew up in New Hampshire and hunted in Ohio, technically I've already had like an out of state buck, but this is like something that I have planned and done myself and picked out everything from start to finish and did all the logistics of it. So, are you um, hunting public land in Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I've only I've only ever hunted public land. Last year was my first time ever hunting private, and uh, it was only on three acres. So. Yeah, that's very private. Yeah. <laughs> that's small. <laughs> yep. You can yeah, kill it there. Was enough, though. Let me tell you, that little three acres was uh, quite thrilling. That's three more acres than I got. Right. <laughs> well, two and a half. Two and a half more acres. I've hunted western Kentucky. Now it was a it was a outfitter that somebody paid for me to go on which was cool but it's and it was early season and it was hot and the mosquitoes were crazy horrendous they were yeah. they were awful so thermocell bring your thermocell my thermocell is in the mail from amazon i bought it last night <laughs> they was and being from florida everybody's got three or four of them so yeah. you got one on the boat you got one in your hunting stuff you got one on the back porch you got a backup in the console of your truck <laughs> right. just in case so. <clears throat> well you need to come try and hunt florida We've invited everybody, and nobody, and nobody wants to come to Florida and hunt. <laughs> I am up to hunting any state, um, so except for maybe, maybe not Louisiana. <laughs> I'd go. I went. I I, lo- I went frogging in Louisiana, like the, um, and uh, it was super fun. I absolutely love it. Uh, Benny and them took me frogging, <laughs> and that was like the coolest thing ever. But then he told me all about what deer hunting was like there, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't yep. think I'm going to be doing that." <laughs> did he? Did he tell you the, his story about taking the tethered guys frogging? Oh no! <laughs> I I I I believe so. Yes. <laughs> when he he run the boat up in the bushes for Bobby and run it into a hornet's nest. <laughs> and yeah, 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 he did tell me that. Yeah. Uh, Benny showing the tethered guys the love. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we saw them at the World Deer Expo. Yeah, and uh, it, it was the same guys. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Bob we cool. all talked about that. That all come up again too. So, <laughs> so you're hunting. So you got Kentucky first, and then I assume you're hunting Ohio. Do you hunt close oh, yeah. close to home uh, Ohio, in Ohio? Yeah, Ohio doesn't open till uh, end of September, so I'm gonna get like a good solid three and a half weeks in Kentucky before we even open in Ohio. So it gives me something to do, um, and then I'll just be hunting in Ohio. And I've got the small little three acres, and um, I'm gonna be starting to put trail cameras out on public around here. Um, I'm gonna try to branch out and find different public because the public I've hunted in the past, um, it's it's been good to me, but I just would like to figure out something a little better. So, what part of the state, not specific, but are you like north, south, east? Yeah, west? So I'm in southern Ohio. Okay, we'll be yeah. there end of October, or actually first week in November. Yeah, y'all will. I won't. You won't. No nope. slacker. You don't even like this, do slacking. you? He's lying. Some. We'll, <laughs> we'll see who kills deer and who don't. <laughs> yeah, so if we're not getting on the deer, you may get a text. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you guys are in my area, feel free to text me. I always love to uh, do like collaborations and stuff with people. Making more content and making memories is what it's all about. Uh, yeah. My family, like, 
I don't really hunt with the people that I grew up with as much anymore. And, you know, all my friends have full-time jobs and stuff. So I'm kind of always in the woods. It's nice to hunt with right. people every once in a while. So. Well, and we're horrible at social media, so maybe she could be like, here's what you guys need to do. Right. Yes. Fucking <laughs> horrible. But. We say, we'll, we'll have little... I'll call them meetings. We'll have little meetings and say, <laughs> we have got to, like, starting now, social media. We have got to like, start posting three to four times to a day. Right. Just we've got to put stuff out there. And then it's kind of like the Cinderella story. Um, come midnight, the, the carriage turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, it's it's all off the board. <laughs> we've lost that glass slipper. But yeah, we, you know, we're terrible. we all have full-time jobs. Doug and I work in the fire protection business and he's got his own business. Dwayne's a firefighter. So Dwayne's got all the time. Dwayne can do this because he's got four, he's two days on four days off. So he could do this, but you know, he chooses to not do that. Dwayne's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Dwayne. He's not here today. Yeah, He's He's not here tonight. So we can give him hell. (laughs) It's definitely difficult to balance all of it. I, I, I thought a lot more people did stuff in the hunting industry full-time and come to find out a lot of people actually have a full-time job or another source of income during the off-season. Um, so that's definitely been something that I've been working on figuring out and how to balance. And I mean, I am grateful that social media is a thing. It gives me an outlet to try to make something out of nothing. Right. Yeah, and, and within the industry, like a lot of people don't realize that that their busy season starts about now. And, and then once as far as sales and whatnot goes, you know, they really ramp up right now, but then, you know, October, November, December, that's that time that they take to plan. You know, they're, they're working on 2024 right now, you know, so they're cramming, trying to, you know, they've got new products they're trying to work on that they're testing them getting them out into people's hands so they can you know test them out through the season so they'll know whether or not they need to release them come spring yeah Mm -hmm. it's a it's a year-long business that people buy for six months yep oh yeah it's definitely been a learning curve that's for sure so um i mean I feel like you're. I'm never going to stop learning, not only in this industry, but in hunting as well. And that's yeah. something that I absolutely love about hunting. I, people ask me all the time, like, don't you get sick of it? Aren't you going to get sick of it? I'm like, there's always going to be another deer to kill that's different than the last one. So probably that, not. That's a fact. <laughs> and we're, we're, I mean, I've hunted all my life. and I'm 45, and I've hunted since I was a, a kid. You old and son of a gun, ain't you? I'm, I'm younger than you. That's all that counts. <laughs> But I, learn, I still learn every day. There's something new I pick up every single day and learn in the woods. So, I mean, it's yeah. it, it, it's never, it's not ever going to stop. You're never going to stop learning. And if you do, it's time to quit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I knew that, too, going into it with whitetails. And then um, two years ago, I started teaching myself how to turkey hunt because I'd only ever hunted whitetail deer. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I want to turkey hunt now. And I want to <laughs> go out west and elk hunt. Like, it's. It's a black hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I just got back. The family and I went out to Yellowstone. First time I've been out west. And I'd never had any ambition to go elk hunting or even hunt out west. But after being out there for 10 days, I'm like, I want to go back. I want to kill one of them big jokers. Yeah, I've seen one. I've seen elk 
when I was, I think I was like 13, we took a trip all the way out to California, me, my dad, stepmom, and that's when I first seen my first elk, and from that point on, I like, <laughs> one day, one day, that's, <laughs> that's on my bucket list. That's a huge animal. Yeah. So, yeah. I, go ahead. I was going to say, um, one of my bucket list things is I want to bow hunt elk, um, do the whole like camping, you know, backpacking thing and bow hunt elk, that would be great. Yeah. That would be cool. I've got some a buddy, a couple of buddies in Mississippi, and they've done that a couple of years in a row, and uh, they absolutely enjoyed it. There's big ass yeah, bears out there. They're big bears. He carries a ten mil, so he's good. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your filming setup. What do you What do you run? So currently, I'm doing some research on what camera I'm going to choose to upgrade to for my main camera for this hunting season. Um, if I even choose to upgrade. Um, but currently I'm using a, a Canon Vixia HF Handycam and that ends up being like on my side for me to get anything that's like further than 20 yards. Um, you know, I, last year I filmed like bobcats playing deer coming in. Um, it's a really good quick camera to just pull out and zoom in, get close up shots and stuff that are far away. Um, I just purchased a new cell phone. Um, that has it's like the galaxy s23 ultra and the camera there's like five cameras on this phone mm -hmm. and it is so high quality um i decided last year when i kind of accidentally filmed the kill shot on my buck with my cell phone um because the camera on my handycam uh the battery on my handycam died and i had to put it away really fast and throw my phone there and just hope for the best and i ended up getting the kill shot on my phone and i realized that like if I just got a better upgraded phone, then that would be the easiest way for me to get the kill shot um, because I am self-filming and I do have the goal of having multiple different camera angles. I'm not really going to shoot a deer that's further than 30 yards. So a cell phone is really all you need. The You can film in like 4K now, uh, 1080p. You know, you can have these really high resolution quality <laughs> stuff. I mean, um, most people watch content on like their phones computers maybe they get fancy and put it on their tv at their house um but uh it, i i think i really might film my kill shot with my cell phone this year but um, i'm also using my cell phone from last year as another camera angle and i have two gopros so i've got one two three five cameras total that i'm running this year yeah and you'll set all that up in one hunt like you'll you get set in your tree hunt ready to hunt and you spend the next 20 minutes just setting cameras up Oh yeah, absolutely. So both, both GoPros I always use, um, I'll usually put one up high, uh, above my head and then I'll put another one in a tree. Um, and if there's not a tree that I can reach, um, I might stick it on my bow, stick it on a backpack. Like I just stick it somewhere. Um, I have all these cameras because so many things can go wrong with filming and you can have batteries die, things not working, your SD cards not formatted. Um, and nothing's worse than you know, hey, maybe this is the day I'm going to kill something. And, oh, now I only have one camera angle. And, you know, I work all season long to try to get this picture in my head of what I want to produce. And um, it's just nice to have all these backups. And then if everything works, hey, you've got, like, four different angles to choose from. And are you, so are you doing all do the like, editing as well, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything. Man, I just don't have the patience for it. I think I'm going to add you a... you got to have a lot of patience. I think I'm gonna add a, a 360 to to my setup this year. Yeah, I think 
I see a lot of people using 360s, and they, they it's they're pretty cool. Yeah, they are really cool. Um, so I would like to get a 360, and then I'll ditch my GoPro Hero, Hero Black, and I'll just stick with filming with my GoPro 9 and the 360. So if I can get one of those, that'd be great. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I run a it, – uh, it's it was – I mean, if you look on Amazon, it's a backpack clip for your GoPro. But mm, I, I, too, I yeah. run that on my tether. And okay, I used to for a front face shot. Mm-hmm. I carry that stuff, but I don't run it. <laughs> I don't even carry it. <laughs> I'm like, man, no, nah, well, I'm not putting it up. I'm not. Doug, how many hours of footage do you have that <laughs> no one has ever seen? A lot. A lot. <laughs> it doesn't do anybody any good if it's just yeah, sitting in your camera. Start putting it out there, man. Right? Like driving. Well, the perfect was I sent you the video of doing the red line stuff. And so I'm sitting there and I, I hit record and I start talking and what, instead he, of saying Doug yeah, he's was... Like, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm Doug with Hiller Fire... God damn it. Fire <laughs> <laughs> Which is the company I work for and not... <clears throat> so you know, hit and re- stop start and over. record again and then the same thing like driving to the woods and I'll, <clears throat> you know, be talking, driving on the road and I'll be like, Something will happen, uh, you know, a uh, cop car or an ambulance will come by with sirens on. And so you, you start it over. And yeah, I've well, got gotta, a bunch of you that. You got to be careful with that because people will notice like where you sign your pass and they'll figure out where you're It's hunting. all in town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. Get enough yeah, slack. That's, for, actually, that's actually how I met my really, really good friend who helps me with uh, doing drone footage and stuff like that. If you see anybody helping me with camera stuff, that's my really good friend. And he watched one of my YouTube videos and noticed the sign as I was driving down the road <laughs> and sent me a message and was like, you're hunting in my backyard. <laughs> and I had no idea who this person was. And uh, we started corresponding on the Internet. And then next thing you know, like years later <laughs> that's cool when we that's first decided we were going to go to ohio <clears throat> i dove into the ohio public land youtube videos <laughs> and i would do that i would be like all right these these dudes are on some some really good bucks it was just last year <laughs> so i'll go back and and watch their b-roll and there you'll see a you know a, a town sign or or a, right. a highway sign you know is like all right so usa 401 you know so i'm googling where's usa 401 oh i know where that wildlife that's how we won fishing <coughs> tournaments yeah. watching the bass masters or any of the the pro tournaments and yeah. that were fished local here and you could pick out landmarks like a, i know right where that's at Just a whole lot of those right. roads lead to wayne national forest yeah they can have that yeah you know, for we we hunted Wayne National Forest two the years, first year. The first year we went, and it were Florida guys. There's it's flat, and we get up there. I'm like, that, that's those aren't hills, man. That's a damn mountain. <laughs> that, I ain't walking that. <laughs> that's funny. And and Jamie brought his summit climber yeah. instead of his saddle stuff because that was his first year <laughs> saddle hunting, yep. and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with doing that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> but like we're going to hill country. That it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. We left three days early. Yep. Fuck that place. <coughs> I'd have said I think I just would have hunted from the ground and hoped for the best at that <laughs> that's what, point. That's what I just said. I'd have just hunted from the ground. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So did talking on camera, like you're talking to yourself, essentially, 
did that come natural or did you have to work on that? Uh, so I think a lot of people saw it in me before I saw it myself. I'm, I'm naturally very hard on myself and I just see all the mistakes. Um, but like my dad, my friends and family and um, people that my dad worked with who saw some of my content when I first started putting it out, they're like, she's a natural. She needs to post this on the Internet or, you know, she she should do this full time. I bet you somebody would hire her. And this is way before I had like any following whatsoever. I was just posting it for friends and family. Yeah. And um, like once I get on a good roll, it does kind of come naturally to me i guess because i'm not a very shy person um but if anybody is around me when i'm filming then it's like my brain's just like gone there's nothing there and it's (laughs) horrible so like when i'm by myself and it's just me and the camera it's good but when other people are around i have to work on getting past that and i've got a little better but um yeah so it, yeah, that's, it, it comes naturally, it does, and it doesn't. I, I probably have a lot of good stuff, but that is me. Like, I've <clears throat> I've not listened to a complete episode of our podcast ever mm-hmm. because I'm overly critical of what I put out there. Although the one we did listen to, we laughed at ourselves. Well, it was just time. funny. Yeah. We, we're like, man, these guys are good. <laughs> like I've, we, I've listened to every single episode. We, we had a, a listener like message us and say like the bass was really loud and, and it was killing him. And, and I'm like, and, and all these guys listen to it. So I'm mad. I'm like, well, why aren't you son of a bitch just telling me that it sounds like shit, you know? And, and everybody's like, I don't know what he's talking about. And I, and, I'm silently saying they're just covering their asses. They're just a <laughs> bunch of dicks covering their asses, you know? So I went and started listening to it and I'm like, I don't yeah. hear it. It's not there. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so I'm the same way with videos. Yeah. Any of my filming stuff. I is, just feel yeah. stupid and talking you, to a camera. Yeah. <laughs> it does make you feel stupid. Once you get over the hump though, of realizing that like, well, for me, I'm the only person editing my stuff. So it's like, well, I'm the only one who knows I look stupid technically. Um, until I decided to post it on the internet, of course, but, um, I'm the only one. So I just have to keep telling myself, like, come on, loosen up, loosen up. Who cares how many bloopers you have? You're the only one who's going to see this. The more you mess up in front of the camera, the more torturesome your editing is going to be later on. So I just try to get over that. But, um, when you do edit your own stuff, you definitely notice like all your little quirks and things that you were completely unaware of. Um, one thing that I had to correct over time is for some reason, anytime the camera would turn on, I would say the word literally every other sentence. <laughs> and I was like, Oh wow. I sound really dumb. Like I sound like a dumb blonde. I need to get rid of that immediately. <laughs> you literally sound like a dumb blonde. <laughs> yeah. I literally use it literally every other sentence. <laughs> yeah. We all and have I our little, like, wow, I'm cringing so hard right now. It was terrible. <laughs> we definitely all have our little quirks and things we say and we just rag on each other about it oh, but man. i had the intent of videoing stuff myself but i'm like yeah fucking that just feels stupid yeah like i'm an old man make him quit. like why is an old man <laughs> out there trying to be on social media that's just dumb i don't think so i learned a, I, I mean i i learned a lot from social media and a lot of it was you know men over 40 like yeah. Or the hunting public guys, or you know, I mean, I and I love listening to podcasts as well. Um, so I would say, I think there's a place 
in social media for everybody because it's a place for personalities. It's a place for learning. And I think that you can learn something from everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Taken with a grain of salt. And there's, you know, there's as much as you think you're your own guy, there's a million people, dudes that are out there just like you though. And, and they want to see somebody they can relate to. I mean, it's like getting in a saddle. The old guys come up and you know, that's a young man's game. No, no, it's not, dude. I'm, I'm 56 years old and I can promise you I can climb up that tree just fine. You're perfectly good getting in that saddle. Yeah. Yeah. You can climb up a ladder stand. You can climb up in a saddle. That's right. That's a fact. What? So, so if you were to have a have have a girl come up to you that's just getting in into hunting, what would Caitlin say to her? Um, Words of wisdom. I I would say, don't get discouraged because you're going to fail a lot, and you have to learn that you didn't like you're not trying if you're not failing a lot (laughs) um and it's 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 something that is a skill that takes years to learn depending on how much you know you're gonna enjoy it and there's a there's a place in this space for everybody and don't think that you need someone to teach you how to do it because i've gotten small tips and tricks here and there but i've pretty much taught everything to myself and again you have to love failure in order to do that but just look at it as a, like a like a giant project like a mountain to climb um it's really really difficult and the payoff is worth it every single time yeah when you do it yourself and taught yourself and get out there and find the deer when you're successful it means way more yeah than if somebody just put you on a deer like that's oh, something yeah. you you keep with you forever for okay. sure. Yeah, I I've hunted my whole life and I've never one time had like you always get like really you always have an emotional reaction or a lot of people do from the adrenaline when you actually are successful and you get a deer. I've never cried before from like shooting a deer until last year when I got my buck filmed on camera multiple camera angles and i like when i watched him hit the leaves and i knew i had gotten it all on camera that was a three-year journey of failure for me that finally came together for success i failed killing a buck on camera for three years in a row and at that moment i knew both cameras were blinking red recording and i just watched (laughs) him go down right on the property line and it was like everything just hit me in a huge tidal wave. And I just started like bawling my eyes out in the tree because I just couldn't believe I had done it. And um, there were, I was so blessed that there was no tracking him, wondering if I had completed it or not, having all that anxiety that comes with it, you know. And I think that was definitely like the biggest success moment for me. And I'm like, great. Now I'm going to be chasing that forever too. So, like, <laughs> by yeah. the way, once you kill a deer on film, you're pretty much never going to want to do it not on film ever again. Yeah, so great. that's like going gun hunting to bow hunting, ad filling on that too. Now, what so. do you when you're filming with your phone? Do you have it on a an arm, a camera arm? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I when I first started filming, I I went the full nine yards. I got myself like a DSLR camera, one of those big honking professional ones. And I'm like, I'm going to do it right. 
it is way too hard to film with that when you're learning yeah. way too hard um and that's that's actually why i didn't get the first buck that i killed with my compound on camera because he was coming in and that thing was too big and bulky and i just was like goodbye and i just decided <laughs> to shoot him so, yeah you figure with a phone like you you're familiar with your phone you use it every day yeah. all day mm-hmm. so to film mm-hmm. with it will kind of be second nature you know where all the buttons are and yep it makes mm-hmm. sense and on my you phone, would think I just double click huh i said you would think until you're in the heat of the moment it's right like, i just forgot everything right well it's funny like yeah. thinking about the last time well when i shot the big eight that i didn't kill <laughs> like you call Doug and that adrenaline that, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to talk and I'm like, dude, I, just, I can't talk. I got to go. <laughs> like, and then you finally calm down, but man, and the shaking and that's, that's yeah, it's, freaking awesome. Oh yeah. That's great. Chasing that. Now, if I film something now, I'll just one more damn thing I'd want to do. <laughs> yep. It, it's, it's definitely another black hole addiction. That's for sure. Um, but something that's made it so worth it to me. not only was that that success there but when i the first thing i always do when i kill a deer is i call my dad and i like he's the first person i always call and um i was able to fully record that conversation and have it be like an organic part of my story and that's something that when people watch my video they're like wow your emotion and the fact that you put in that phone call with your dad hearing his uh voice of like being just so overjoyed for me because right. I mean, I, he, he's also been with me on this struggle for three years and he knew how much it meant to me to get it done. And he wishes so badly that he could experience it with me. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And, and conversations that I've had with him in the past, um, after I kill a deer, I can never hear those conversations again. But now that I'm filming, I can. And that's something that's really special to me is that I'll always be able to go back and like listen to that phone call that we had, which is mm-hmm. just like another memory in the bank. So forever. like when, when he pisses you off, you just play that like, okay, I like you again. <laughs> I'm back on board. I'm back on board with dad. We're good. <laughs> I just, More my- like if he pisses me off when he's hunting with me, because now now I'm the one setting him up and he's coming and I'm putting him in tree stands and leaving him till dark. So now so I just dad, have to tell myself, dad, don't wander <laughs> off. I don't want you to get lost. <laughs> right. I'll come get you at dark. And I'm, I, now I'm the one hooking his bow up to the string. Horn. Okay. They come in from the left side. That's, <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. So who, who do you watch or where, who do you see as someone you took as for inspiration? And this one, was that your question? I stole your question? Yep. <laughs> right there. All right. Good. Great minds think alike. Oh, great you go. minds think alike, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So who, 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 what was the question? Like, who do you look up to who, when it comes to the hunting and, and doing what you do? Like, who do you watch or who do you get ideas inspiration and tips from? from? Inspiration. Oh, I would just... I can't come up with any other answer that she's like, nobody. I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I learned everything by watching others. Um, There's a lot of content that I watch on YouTube um, that I consistently go back to and people that I subscribe to that I'm a huge fan of. But I would say the, the, the ones that I look up to that I want my content to kind of be like is the hunting public. I, yeah, absolutely love their content i love how raw it is i love how they haven't become like gimmicky and cinematic over time um 
Yeah, they're fun. I love that they're extremely yeah. relatable. They're funny. Um, they travel the states. They show their failures and their successes. Um, and that's something that I really related to. Is I remember watching this one video. Um, I actually don't remember his name, but it's the guy who always wears like the bucket hat and the mustache. And Ted, he shot Ted. a deer. Yeah. Ted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ted. And uh, he shot a deer, and then they weren't able to recover it. And then he went into detail about talking about the mistakes, and they showed the kill shot and how he could have made it better next time. And mm-hmm. That definitely gave me the courage to put my mistakes out there. Um, and I've learned a lot from them because I only hunt public for the most part. I would really like to hunt more private, like who wouldn't? Right. But I mainly hunt public. And when I had to teach myself how to hunt and find the deer on public and get away from other hunters, like to this day, I'm still learning from their podcasts, their YouTube channels, like everything. I feel like they don't gatekeep any of their secrets for finding deer. And now that I'm going to Kentucky trying to kill a deer in public, I find myself, or in, in Velvet, I find myself watching specifically on their channel, Kentucky Velvet Hunt, <laughs> and then listening to all the tips that they say on how to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, I, I enjoy watching their stuff. I've watched it. I mean, I went back when I found them, went back to the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, seeing where they're going when they came to Alabama and yep. did that that uh private land where they help those dudes figure out where to hunt on their own mm-hmm. private land i think it was mississippi they come to alabama for public land <clears throat> it might have been yeah yeah i like i like the episode they put out the five people you don't want to be or on on public, public land, land. <laughs> yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah but you, so like jake bush is watching his videos now he hadn't put many out like when it was just jake bush right but his stuff like dad's buck i don't know if you've watched that one on youtube he kills oh, you uh, gotta go watch that yeah it'll it'll make you cry a little bit yeah so will you watch that one alone because no one wants to cry in front of somebody else <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, he, he you know he was track he's tracing or track can't even talk he was on this buck that he he had on camera and like he hunts he's a dude that We'll find a deer, and that's the deer he hunts. And he tags out early most of the time. But his dad passed away like two weeks ahead of time. So he had all that emotion like you were talking about where everything just came together. But it was... He had just... he had, So he was he's from New York, moved to Ohio just to hunt mature whitetails. And so he had... He had that, that day, he come back home from the yep. funeral. That's right. And something told him, you know, you got to go. Like all the all the ingredients are there for you to kill this buck. You got to go out there, and and he did. And it's just, it's an amazing. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, real good story. Wow. And it's Ohio. Yeah. So, hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Public land, Ohio. That's so right. so is all of your social media Armstrong with the zero? Yeah. Yeah. If, okay. if you just type in Caitlin Armstrong in any so- social media platform, I'll pop up whether you use the zero or not. Okay. At this point, I'm lucky for it to be like that. Yeah. I Googled Caitlin Armstrong and it was some lady that. Some mass murderer. Some mass murderer lady that killed somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how many people have made jokes to me about that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's her. We, I hope it's not her. <laughs> that's why she Googled only hunts Caitlin with a bow. Hunter, <laughs> if you Google Caitlin Hunter, it's me or Caitlin Moss who pop up. So yeah. <laughs> that narrows it down. That's funny. 
Well, Doug, you got anything else? No, man. We're. I mean, we could literally just hang out here and talk. This is what we do. We'll turn this off right. and we'll sit here for another forty minutes just bullshitting. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, so you got any plugs? Anything you want to throw out there? Um. Right. Other than, well, so I tell people um, when they meet me and I ask about like my social medias and stuff, I tell them like, hey, my following is on TikTok, but my serious content and like my passion is on YouTube. So I would say if anybody you know, gets excited about seeing my TikTok content, but you want to see where I'm taken more seriously and what kind of hunter I am, like check out my YouTube because it, I really do from A to B do everything myself um, with the occasional help, help of getting one other camera angle from a friend. And um, it's something that takes me hours and hours of prep and work. And I try to make sure that I put out content that is really enjoyable and not boring, even if I'm not killing anything, which most of my videos, I don't even get a kill because realistically 99% of hunting is not a kill shot. You're so I try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. For Doug and I, the last two years, it's been a hundred percent of the time that there's no kill shot. Oh, it's been yeah. a tough two yeah. years, man, but we've let deer and, walk. So and they catch hell about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm killing the first legal deer that walks out. Me too. Doug said he's bringing his shoe polish just in case it's got a few extra spots on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just pull a doe and get the trigger, happy trigger Mm -hmm. out of your system. Right. Be patient. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to happen this year. Yeah. They keep letting does walk. Dude. (laughs) It's, yeah. I got to, I got to kill something. Well, with our new, with with our regulations now, it's kind of. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of for difficult. sure. I mean, not really. I mean, you can kill a couple of does and the rest got to be bucks, but. Yep. Yeah. You know, we, so get, we, we get a total of five deer. It if, can either be five bucks or it can be three bucks and two does. And where we hunt, there's wow. other regulations that. Yeah, there's other regulations too that. Yep. We well, in Florida, it used to be you could kill a buck and a doe a day. Yep. Well, during archery bucks. season. Or two bucks. You, you, or two you bucks. kill two bucks a day. From yeah. the start of the season till so from the third weekend of October till the end of the end of February, you could, you could kill two bucks a day. Yeah, so I think my best year was like eight eight deer. Yeah. Yours was like nine. I know mm-hmm. dudes that have killed like fifteen deer. In I a haven't season. killed quite fifteen, but I've killed you know ten, eleven. Look at her yeah. face. She's like <laughs> right? what? Well, yeah. so our two bucks equal like one of yours. Yeah. Like no. no, no, no. Our five bucks equal one. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, a, a, an average buck weighs about 140 pounds. 130. And to get on the Florida buck registry, you only have to hit 100 inches. Yeah. So, But you're lucky to kill one that's 80. Yeah. yeah. My, gotcha. Yeah. The buck my that wife killed will probably. My as well. I'm sorry? Uh, I said, I think it's that way where my brother lives in Virginia as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, my, my wife killed a buck, a 10 point that would, it, it would hit the registry. Why didn't you put it on there? Uh, Cause we hadn't had it officially scored. Cause it was at night over corn. No, it wasn't. <laughs> With the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. So, all right. <laughs> well, we're at that hour, Mark. Yeah. We certainly appreciate you coming on and getting this little series yeah. of ours kicked off. Awesome. Are you, are you, uh, if you're, are you, did you say you're, are you still bartending up in Ohio? No. No? I actually, I actually just quit that job, uh, like a few days ago, but I am picking up shifts 
and doing that every once in a while when I happen to be home, I told him I would help him out. Still, so but. I was going to say when we go to Ohio, if we're close, we go there and just get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can pick up a shift because it's actually a really good setting. It's at a bowling alley, so like it's not even really in the bowling alley. It's just connected to it. Mm-hmm. You can play darts, shoot pool, and have a small setting. You know, and bowling nice. alley bars like are the bar. best. <laughs> Man, there's lots of fun to be had at a bowling alley bar. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. And we look forward yeah. to hopefully get up in Ohio. We'll try and get a hold of you, see if we're close by. Yep. Oh, for sure. Well, if you've got my number, so just let me know whenever you guys are coming down. I'd love to get together and figure something out. So. 10 4. Yep. We'll do. All right. You have a great night. Have yeah, a good have weekend. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. These are my people, and this is my land.